Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. There's a bit of confusion in the public about retirement villages. How are they different from aged care centres? Well, we're going to try to shed some light on that. William Crowley is the operations manager for Salvos Retirement Villages. He's on the phone now and he's going to shed some light on it. So let's look at the terminology uh, individually. Um, who is it that would go to a retirement village scenario? What is their situation in life? Right, that's a very good question, Chris. The person looking at a retirement village nowadays, and statistically, it tells me that they're probably in their in their early seventies. They enjoy they enjoy reasonable health, but the fact of getting their maintaining their big home is becoming a chore. Perhaps the house has fallen into um, a bit of disrepair over the years because of just the means to do up that, um, uh, do up the house. And in a lot of cases, they are also lonely. Is that the the um, the suburb they moved into thirty or forty years ago was is suddenly changed and it's full of young families and and they're lacking. Their neighbours have passed or have also moved to to a village. So they're looking for that sense of community. Um, from time to time, there might be a partner that is really um, um, sort of suffering from ill health, and so the opportunity to be co-located with a residential services. Many villages and residential services are co-located, so it also offers offers the opportunity where one partner can move into a village, get care that they need for their partner, but they still are not apart. So they're moving into their own home, but it's in a big retirement village scenario. That's correct. So they can move in. They've got the companionship. They can be as uh, a private a person or as a social a person as they like. But the other important thing is that the village will have that 24-7 emergency call. So help is never far away, even if our healthy 75-year-old has a tumble or a fall, assistance can be, be summoned by from for an ambulance. And again, they've got that. They've got the village manager on site that is at the end of the day looking out for their looking out for their needs. So if we identify that they need a need a service or perhaps they benefit from a, a community home care package, which we throw another level of care into the mix, we can facilitate that so they can get some assistance at home, um, and once again, to stay to stay independent. So the home they move into, this might sound like a silly question, but does it have, in most cases, do they have a backyard or a front yard? They have lawns to look after, or is it a um, concreted area? What's the star- story? Well, it's, it's, that's a good question, Chris. It's quite a, a, quite a range of options available. Some of, some of our villages, you will have your own, sort of garden and uh, backyard, if you're a keen gardener, that you can enjoy that, where the, the, the reality of today is that many of the villages are in a, in a unit block, but there are still uh, lovely common gardens, barbecue areas where, where people can enjoy the garden without the, the chore of maintaining it. And now let's look at the residential aged care or aged care centres. They're both uh, the same, even though the terminology is different. Yes. Uh, who would be requiring that service? At what stage in their life are they going to that? that per- the person that's going into an aged care centre is somebody who's is perhaps the, the cognitive impairment or dementia has really crept up. So they're, 
they're not looking after themselves at home, they're not eating correctly, um, perhaps they're prone to falls because of medication they are on and they are lonely and, and the home that they're living in does not promote the independence, the steps and stairs and and all of those things where um, moving into residential care, you then get that, that specialist care and we often see someone that has been quite ill at home and are not enjoying uh, much of a lifestyle at all. But when they come into care, they're getting three good meals a day. They're, they're getting their medications on time. Our specialists have reviewed what medications they're on. They, their life, their life, uh, their quality of life picks up no end. But the the person that's moving into an aged care centre is probably only going to stay with us for oh, three to five years. They uh, probably have, as I say, a, a, a range of complex health issues that just cannot be handled at home in any circumstance. Right. And is this uh, where they move into their own room and they've pretty much got just the single room or they've got a couple of rooms in the area? It's not like a home. Well, absolutely. There's a the range of, once again, a, a great offering on the market, but generally it's... A, what you might call a, a bed sitter or one bedroom apartment where it's comfortable. They have their own their own television. Some some will have their own their own gardens, and we encourage people to make that um, as as home like as possible. Whilst we have the the benefits of electric high low beds, which again they're safety, but from photos and wall clocks and all that, we do encourage them to be um, to be make them make it at home and then of course we've got the the various aids of chairs and lifters and all those sort of quite medical aids that we need should we uh should that be applicable to the residents so we can we can look after them and and keep them safe and of course very importantly ensure that they don't trip or fall or, or break bones now they have their own bathroom do they have an area where they have their own kitchen or is it a uh, a scenario where they no longer cook and they go to a community area well it's interesting chris in many cases nowadays the the aged care center is not unlike you and i staying in in a hotel is that you you have your own room with surely good television and you may have a fridge and um, your own privacy, but you have the benefit of lovely big common areas with lounges and, and TVs. We have lifestyle offices that are, are planning age-appropriate activities, so you'll go to the the craft room or the community room. Um, the dining rooms now certainly look more like a, a restaurant than, um, than the hospital dining rooms that sort of decades ago that might have been the case. In a nursing home, so and of course, lovely breakout areas outside. So once again, even if you're you're confined to a a, a wheelchair or water chair, um, there is that real possibility to to get outside and commune with nature. Some of the facilities we have chooks and budgery gars and and really things that the that generation would have had at home. And except nowadays they need assistance to, to get outside and, and enjoy those sorts of things that they've always loved. We're talking to William Crowley, the Operations Manager for Solvo's Retirement Villages, about the difference between retirement villages and aged care services. And in residential aged care, how often are they visited during the day, each day? 
Well, certainly we we encourage families to visit as often as possible. The family's very busy, so um, visiting hours are not restricted, um, but, of course, they've got contact with our, our lovely carers and nurses every day. So a resident would be seeing a staff many, many times a day, greeting them good morning, ensuring that they've got breakfast at the time that they'd like, and then uh, dealing with any any medical wound restings or medication rounds. And so then the, then the resident's then free for the day to sort of join in the social activities or, or mingle with other residents or just sit in the in the lounge room and watch the morning shows. So it's, uh, it, again, the, that social companionship and that company is so important where um, if they weren't in an aged care centre, they would be sitting at home uh, very lonely and um, not getting near the assistance that they need. Do you think there will ever be a way that we can remove the stigma of being in an aged care centre or in a retirement village, or do you think that that stigma will always be there because of what it is? I think the stigma is is slowly is slowly changing, and I think the the next generation of people that will come into to villages, which is which is probably which my generation as a as a as a late baby boomer realizes that 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 companionship and that sense of community now is something that we often miss in our, our day-to-day lives. And we realise that the, the aged care centres and, and retirement centres are not institutional places where they are a hub of activity and life. And that's why we encourage the community groups to come in and, and have their, their probus club meetings or have their local church group meetings so they can see that um, these people are just like these residents are just like you and I, except their 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 physical capacity is a is a little bit depleted. So I think in due course um, that will disappear, and you see some you're starting to see some wonderful positive stories about how people are living their lives in villages and uh, in in aged care centres. So it's normally the children though that would initiate the steps of the age to go into one of these places, or do they tend to make that decision and then tell their children? That's the. There seems to be two schools of thought. There is that mostly a, a resident or a couple moving into a retirement village. That is that is mostly their choice. They will certainly initiate the 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 initial contact and walk through a village, and as they start to explore the village, and that might be motivated by, uh, as I say, an ill ill health with one of the partners or just a realisation that um, the home is too big or or in this, if you're in the Sydney market, certainly the realisation that a downsizing could free up a great deal of capital that um, you've got locked up in an old house that um, you're rattling around with whilst living on a, on a pension. So that is that group. So they often make the decision, but we, we encourage them to bring their family along so the family is engaged and involved and understands what mum and dad are, are doing. Whereas in the in the aged care centre, it really is driven by the, the a family member or someone very close in the family because they really don't have the capacity to to make that choice and. Uh, Make a choice, or even many of our um, our new residents in aged care 
will come to us discharged from hospital. They've had a trip or a fall at home. They've um, broken a hip and they simply cannot go home. So that's quite a, a confronting move for uh, residents if if they haven't thought about the fact that I really need to look at ongoing care. And so then we need to really, that's where I suppose the the Christian compassionate environment comes in because we're dealing with a resident that now is doesn't necessarily thought he was even or she was going to be in care and now suddenly they find themselves discharged from hospital and they never go home. So there's a lot of grief and and I suppose anger and sometimes the look of that. So we need to make them feel comfortable. And again, whoever we come, we come in contact, we always encourage people to just have a think about the future so that you do have those choices should something go wrong in your life. And I think that one way that the stigma will remove will be removed is a realisation of something my grandfather used to say to me. He used to say, you're all in the queue. A very wise man by the sounds of that, Chris. Yeah, and that kind of gives me the aha experience of, yeah, we are, and I'm going to be there in 30 or 40 years. And so it kind of helped to remove the stigma for me, you know what I mean? Oh, and and for many people, um, family members and the potential residents, they've never set foot in a retirement village or an aged care centre, and their, their images have been guided by... Uh, a, a negative media story. So that's really the only connection they've ever had. And we often get the comment, oh, this is not what I expected. And we, we jokingly say, well, what did you expect? Because <laughs> um, whereas uh, you and I can all know what a shopping centre looks like or a dentist surgery because we, we visit them regularly, but many of us don't have a need to, to visit a retirement or aged care centre because no one in our family has done um, has moved or has needed uh, a higher level of care. That's right. What's the best website to go to to find out more about aged care, to find out more about retirement villages and vacancies, that sort of thing? Well, there's a number of sites you can go to, the individual organisational sites, such as salvationarmy.org.au and or villages.com.au. There is also downsizing.com. .au, which is sort of give you a great um, uh, in, lot of information on the retirement villages. We you go to the government website of My Age Care, which will uh, also give you an idea on where you can find a, a residential centre. It also gives you access where you can drill down and see the various accreditation reports. So um, plenty of information out there. And of course, COTA is also another good organisation that also assists uh, senior Australians. Great. That's been very helpful. Thanks, William. My pleasure. That's William Crowley, Operations Manager of Salvo's Retirement Villages. Light and Life, the Salvo's weekly radio show.